Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast, are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. Straight old man, boy. I'm feeling it. Straight old. So, I'm going to I've seen some people, some of my peers, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm thankful that I still have youth. And not only in my appearance, but in my step. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I've seen some people, bro, like, they, they really, they, they, they look way older than I do. Mm. move around like they're way older than I do. And I'm like, shoot. When I tell people my age, they're like, what? Same. So I'm like, I'm hey, keep that it, up. It's good to still get that reaction, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what we got to keep going for, you know? That's the, that's that's exactly what we need to keep going for because I've been around some people, boy, and they I tell them my age, then they tell me their age, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You thirty two? Boy, I thought you would hey, I, I was at least forty. Hey, boy, you was you was living the party life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, nah. I think when the, the two good things when I tell people my age and they can't believe it, when I tell them I got four kids, they even even more shocked. Yeah, no, nah, I feel that. I feel that for sure. That those are those are good things though. I'm I'm all for that though. Like if I can I can keep that up, then I think I you know, I've formally did my job but right. um i just got one question though all right when was the last time <clears throat> you actually stopped talking and listen mm. wow that's a hey. wow bro that's a that's a bombshell there bro that's that's a um the question has a message in itself right 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 you know um hmm you know I think I can say this honestly. Um, I mean, if there's anybody out there listening and you know differently, please feel free to let me know and share with me. I try to do less talking mm-hmm. and more listening. It's, it's just always been something that, um, personally for me, I was told at a very young age, right? Like, and then I was told over and over and over and over again at different points in my life. By, by people who I consider wise. Um, so like, you know, one, I mean, I guess it started with parents, you know, where they say, um, you know, you, you like, you all, I'll put it like this. I was a talker. I was a talker in school. Gotcha. I used to always get in trouble, be gotta have some type of conversation going on in class. Teacher send the yellow slip home. Used to get my behind whooped because I was talking. Just talking, wasn't even doing nothing crazy, you know, just talking, right. just wasn't listening, you know? So I had teachers that told me, like, be quiet and start listening to my instructions. My mom got on to me. So I started being quiet, started listening. You know, fast forward, you know, music industry. And then you get in these situations in these settings where everybody is trying to over talk and be the one in the room that's the loudest, the one in the room that, you know, just popping off at the mouth, saying what they got, who right. they've been with, what type of records, what type of car. I mean, just... And then there was a few wise people in that room, man, that 
sat back and said, man, don't don't be the loudest person in the room, especially when you're not the, the biggest person in the room. Like, sit back and listen, speak when spoken to. Right. You know? So it was more of a humility thing. It, it takes humility to kind of sit in that space. So, you know, and then you don't come off saying something that really you don't know what you're talking about, you know, because that's usually what a lot of those people are doing. Um, and it still holds to this day, man. Like, those lessons keep me... It's interesting sitting back and watching other people do the opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that. No. I feel that. I'm um very very similar, bro. Like I was definitely a talker growing up, like in school. Like I wasn't necessarily a talker around the house, but when I got to school I was a talker. And a lot of it had to do with I just was excelling in my work. Like, so I was the type of kid where I will finish my work extremely fast and then I'll just bother everybody else. (laughs) So it was, it was one of those things where I had a teacher tell my mom, just like, you know, I think we should put him in some accelerated classes. And at, Mm -hmm. at the time, the way that it was presented to my mom, it wasn't presented to my mom as accelerated. It was presented like, you know. He needs to be in some special classes. Special <laughs> classes. Right, right. And, and you know, I, I remember my mom <clears throat> on some like, no, I mean, he he's a pretty smart kid. And that's when the teacher had to really break it down. It was like, no, not not um special as in bad, but like special as in like he he already know this stuff. And mm-hmm. we noticed that he will come here and he'll finish his work, you know, 10, 15 minutes, and all the other kids are still working on their stuff, but instead of him like letting them finish he's just talking to everybody yeah and so i used to get you know lower marks in conduct because of that reason you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I'm, and, and finally they put me in like it was it was mainly in math when we got around to doing math and stuff like i would finish my work super fast and they realized like oh you need to be doing working on first and second grade math instead of this stuff that basically you've already learned at home uh for the yeah. most part and so but that kind of followed me all through school, bro. Like I just noticed that I was around people. I'm a talker, and and, and it is is weird that you know as you grow, you learn more about yourself because mm-hmm. I am someone that knows how to be quiet and I know how mm-hmm. to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And like if I'm in a in a position to speak, I can speak, I can go, but right. I can also <clears throat> at the same time flip that switch and be completely quiet and observant. And by nature, I'm a very much an observer. Like I like to walk in the room and just peep the scene and see what's going on. Because for me, I've always had that. And maybe it's a sense of pride or maybe just a sense of confidence where I know I belong in every room that I'm in. I've never mm-hmm. had that feeling of like, oh, I ain't supposed to be here. Like even when I wasn't the person that was like invited, like, and I'll use perfect example. Like when I used to be in the studio with y'all, I was invited there by y'all. So I knew that in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here, but this ain't my moment. So I'm just going to sit back like, and just, Bro, that's key. you know what I mean? Like I know that I'm deserving of being in this, being in this position, but right. at the end of the day, I realized like, no, bro, you on you here on somebody else's bill. Like, so the show is there. It's their show. I'm just chilling. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you ask me a question. Yeah. I'll give you an answer, but, for the most part, I was just there to soak up the game. I wasn't there to 
be super assertive and and say like oh this is what you should do that no that it's like no bro like that's not that's not your moment your moment is to just be the the fly in, in on the wall so to speak and so um i i've learned just over time bro like you know when to speak and when not to speak but also not being like sort of like a pushover like i my presence yeah. is known wherever i'm at even if i'm not speaking and i i think that's that's something that uh, over time i just learned how to do and and yeah. um i think that's super important but i, I want to kind of go back because we know why we came up with with this topic but you put something in the group chat and you know i just kind of wanted to start like what was the origin of how we got to this topic yeah man um low-key i was just kind of you know reading through some proverbs today and a few key ones hit me bro like um so i, I mean honestly i'll just read them out so you know this one says a truly wise person uses few words a person with understanding is even tempered and then the one after that says, even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. Mm. With their mouth shut, they seem intelligent, you know? And bro, it just kind of, it made me just sit back and reflect on really exactly what you said, bro. Like, you know, you need to know when your moment is and when it's not. And, you know, I, I often am in a position, you know, guy, I put it like this, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a gifted speaker. Right. Like I, I um, naturally, you know, it, it make it may be a mixture between me being a writer and then me being a, a pretty good speaker. I've always been a good, really good at both. Um, more or less, not, I wouldn't call myself a wordsmith, you know, because I, I feel like that's definitely not I don't earn, I haven't earned that title, I but you. I know how to put, I know how to put words together very well, you know, um, on paper and songs. Um, in conversation, you know, I naturally don't have to think about how to begin and how to end and everything in between. It just kind of comes together as I'm speaking. My thoughts come to life. Um, but I've also realized that that's a skill and a gift that can totally be misused mm. if your ego, if your ego is attached to it. Right? right. So what I often do, bro, I sit in in different situations where like you said, I have the right to be the the voice in the room, but I'd rather empower others and give others that voice because naturally my voice is going to kind of command right. and dominate when I speak. And I've always found, and I don't know what this is, and I think it's just a God thing, bro. Like when I speak, people listen, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it, and it's nothing that I assert myself for. It's nothing that I take credit for. It just happens, right? Like, generally speaking, and, and I got to a point in life, like a few, like maybe probably 10 years ago, man, where I started to notice that. Um, and I started to realize, like, man, people listen when I talk. Like, what's that about? You know, what, what is that? And, and honestly, I just kind of attribute it to a responsibility, like, you know, of the gift. Like, if I've been given these gifts, then I've been given the responsibility to say, something that you know matters in the moment and that's why you know it's, it's a god moment for me like people listen because he's given me that authority in that moment right but that authority also comes with or has to come with humility to keep it in check and like the, the one that i just read that says you know even fools are thought wise when they keep silent and if i enter a space and i position my brain and my heart in a place where 
I'm not the wisest one in the room. It doesn't mean that I'm not. It just means like it's a chin check, right? It's just like set yourself in a space where you're always willing to learn, yeah. where you're always willing to listen. And where even if you are the one in the room with the information, um, don't be so braggadocious or so so vocal about it that you miss an opportunity to learn something from someone else. Absolutely. Because the other person in the room that might be quiet, they might be sitting there quiet. They might actually be the one that got it cut, like they got all the knowledge, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I find myself in situations like that where I sit back and I gain so much from others and I, I try to pull stuff out of other people just to form the conversation, to hear the, the full perspective, not to, not to even set myself up to like drop the bomb or drop the gym at the end, because that's not really what it is. It's more or less like, let me see what's in the room first. Let me see, let me see the perspectives. Let me listen. Let me hear. Cause I might learn something. And, and, and there are situations where I don't, I don't, I don't even want to say anything after that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's already been said. That's, that's, I mean, that's interesting that you say that, man. Cause I've, I found myself in those situations as well. And, um, <laughs> it's crazy. It's been probably around the same amount of time. Um, and I, and I think like, so for me, um, I learned maybe about 10 to 12 years ago that I'll say 10, I'll say 10 years that I had a responsibility. Um, and, and also within that responsibility that a realization that I might not be the, I'm going to use names that people know, cause I'll make, mm -hmm. make, make this, I might not be a Diddy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and like I might never become what Diddy is to, to most people, right? But I've learned that I am going to create conversation and dialogue with a lot of people that will become Diddy. And so mm -hmm. I've learned that my responsibility is not to convince you what I'm giving you is good information. My job is just to give you the information. Mm -hmm. Down the line, you're going to realize where that information came from, and then it's up to you to you can give praise if you want to give praise or like give acknowledgement, mm. but ultimately I don't care about you giving me praise or acknowledgement. I'm giving you the information that I've learned, no matter how I've learned it, whether that's through my own doing or like other people that I've been around or research that I've mm. done, I'm going to give people the information and then you take that information and do with it what you will. And it took me a long time because early on I used to get super frustrated with, I would tell like, and, and we're, we're speaking right now, really in terms of artists. Like I help out a lot of artists, independent artists, and man, it would bug the hell out of me when I give an artist some information, they completely ignore it. And someone mm -hmm. who is more qualified, getting the same info. that information right. five years down the line, two or three years down the line. And they, they, they treat it as like truth and like, Oh man, this is so, thank you so much. And, and it's like, I used to get very frustrated at that because like one thing about me, I'm a genuine helper of people. Like I really enjoy helping people and, and it's, yeah. it's a satisfaction to help. Right. For me. Um, and so when you try to help people and they don't get it, that's one thing. But when you try to help people, they deny it and then they take new information and treat it as like brand new. And it's like, Fam, like, let's keep it a buck. Like, <laughs> I laid this out for you already, but I had that. Yeah. That's something that with within me, I had to learn to like, yo, that's not, that's not for you to determine, bro. Like, that's 
the message can be, and, and you can relate this, even though we're talking in terms of music, you can relate this in terms of like Christ. You can relate it in terms of financial information. It don't matter how somebody eventually get to point B. Yeah. If you're <clears throat> part of their point A story, your job was already done. Like I could have just sparked something in somebody that they needed to hear from somebody else to trigger it. That's your mm-hmm. job is done. And you have to be, you have to be mindful and, and also accepting in just that and not trying to like, yo, I need the credit. I need the credit. Like forget the credit, bro. Like did yeah. you do the work you did the work. Did you the work. That's it. That's all you got to worry about. I did the work. Don't worry about anything else and move on and, and keep doing the work. And you realize that when you keep doing the work, all the accolades, all the credit that you, you're you thinking that you need, it eventually comes. And it might come in a different type of space. It might come as somebody that already don't made it might reach back. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you, you might at the time you might be looking for somebody to give you that credit when they're at point B or C. Yeah. Sometimes you got to wait, bro. They might get to Z and really pull back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's the better help when they at Z and they right. fully made it. You know what I mean? Like, do you want Steve Jobs to give you the credit when in 1988? Or do you want Steve <laughs> Jobs 2006 to give you? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and I right, say right, right. kind of tongue in cheek, but it's like, yo, sometimes you just got to wait it out and keep doing the work. Yeah, bro. You, you know, it's funny, man. One of the things that, that actually drives me insane is watching people try too hard to get attention. Mm. Bro, it drives me crazy, man. Yeah, Be- and, Because honestly, I, so like, you know how you said, you shared your like your special thing where you can kind of see or you can kind of, you know, give people almost that alley or that, that give and go and let them kind of launch them into the future without even needing credit. Like, my gift also is seeing like potential in people mm-hmm. It's seeing like what they have, even when they don't see it or when they see it too much. And bro, when I tell you like watching people try too hard when they don't even have to, it just drives me crazy, man. Like it does. Cause I mean, they will overassert themselves. They will almost embarrass themselves at times to, shine the light you know to try to take credit for to be the guy or be the woman you know that you know they just like they almost like they have to have uh acknowledgement Mm -hmm. listen i totally understand you know people who you know feel that their affirmation comes from being acknowledged that's different right i'm talking about people who have to be in the spotlight and have to be seen even when they need to be the one in the room that's quiet. Yeah. Man, I I work with a few. I, I'm around a few sometimes at meetings, man. It is it's interesting to watch. It, it's almost entertaining. It's frustrating at the same time. Um, but half the time, bro, I I, I just have to approach it in a way where it's like, you gonna get what you what you what comes with that. And and I'm going to let you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I probably already especially if I care about you, especially if you're in the vicinity, if, if I'm responsible for you, if you're on my team or something like that, I've already had the conversation with you that that's not necessary. If you continue to do it, by all means. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you. That's real, man. And, and I think it's important to be able to recognize that too, because, you know, that spotlight is a dangerous thing, man. Like, man, bro. 
I think, and, and I think it's two things, right? Like you have some people that are naturally made to be in the spotlight. Like you have people that are just truly don't try. They walk in the room and all attention is on them. Like we've seen it. They don't have to put in any effort. It's like one of those things when you, when you meet somebody that's being like unapologetically them good or bad, but no matter who they are, any room they walk in, they're the exact same. Like, no, I mean, they could be in a room full of white people, a room full of black people, a room full of children, a room full of adults. They are the exact same. You know, that guy yeah. that he cuss all the time, but he going to cuss in front of your grandma. He going to cuss in front of your mama. He going to cuss in front of your child. Like, that might be, like, overkill, but they doing it everywhere. So that's just who yeah. they are. And, and But those people are, are special, man, because they're them 100% from the time they wake up to the time they go to sleep, those are special people and they can walk in rooms and like the energy, they can literally take the energy out of a room because everybody is just drawn toward them. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you have those people who are trying to be those people. And it's so obvious. It's yeah. so obvious when you're trying to be the star or trying to be the center of attention. Most of the time, everybody's just looking at you. Right. Like all you got right. just just take the time out to just like just they they're just looking at you and they're not looking because they're like happy or uh, being attentive. They're looking because they're in disbelief, like like bro, like you really just, <laughs> this is what you are like chill, bro. Yeah. Like just chill, like just be in the moment. Like <laughs> that's funny though that you said it because yeah, you definitely can see it. It's it's so obvious, bro. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. And and the thing about it is they are yet to realize like listening is a, is actually a skill, bro. Like it's, it, and, and granted I'm saying this and it's something that I still have to get better at. And what's interesting is I'm a better listener in settings that don't involve people that I have personal relationships with. Mm. Like it's weird. Like I have to learn to become a better listener in the personal relationships, you know, my wife, my children, you know, probably my peers, my friends, you know, family. Um, I can I can tune out because there's so much other stuff going through my head. Right. Um, in professional settings or in business and music, whatever it is, like I'm usually locked in. I, don't, I actually don't know what that is. I don't know why that is. I, I, you know, maybe there's something about a distraction there or something. I don't know, but <clears throat> it's a skill, man. Like being able to navigate what a person is saying, but also hear the, like the center of what they're trying to say. Mm -hmm. People talk a lot. People, people give, people say a lot of things. People talk around subjects. Sometimes people aren't well at forming their words. Mm -hmm. Like I was we talking about earlier, like sometimes they are not good at really saying what they are trying to say. It's a lot easier for me to hear, but I can easily watch people, you know, just sit in the room and have to be the one that's talking yeah. and it, man dude like you know it's annoying it is it's annoying, it's annoying man it's very annoying especially in like the the it's annoying it's annoying everywhere but like it's a it's very annoying in the workspace it's very annoying and in, in like um in social um environments mm -hmm. where like you know the goal is for people to just have a good time and this person is like 
trying to make sure everybody has a good time. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like, no, bro. Like, yeah, I got you. You invited us here. We here. We here. Cool. We here. Like, but you, you're going to overkill right now. Like, you know. <laughs> Uh, that's I, mean, I I get what you're saying. That that verse, um, I think. I, let me see. I had it. The the last part of that verse is one that's really powerful for me. Like just when you, when you said it, the even fools are thought wise um, when they keep silent, and um, with their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. And that's you know that's that's just one of those things where when someone is a true observer no matter if they have the intelligence or the intellect or whatever, when they are true observing, they can be quiet through a moment. You can't read them. Mm-hmm. You can't read that person. You don't know how they're going to react. You don't know what's going to happen next. They have the power in that situation because now everybody else has to assess what they're going to do versus the person that's like, we've all been in moments where, the, the the loudest person in the room, the one with all the rah rah, is the first one to leave. The first, you know what I'm saying? Like if something mm-hmm. was the the pop off, quote unquote. Most of the time, the person that's doing all the talking is not the one that you got to worry about. The mm-hmm. one you got to worry about is the one that ain't said nothing all night. You don't talk. You don't got all up in their face. They ain't react. You don't did. You know you don't did all kind of craziness, and they just like chill. That's Bro. the one you got to worry about. The, the perfect example is go play ball at LA Fitness. Mm-hmm. The person that that's in the gym, doing the most, yeah, talking the loudest, saying all kind of stuff all over the place is usually the one that's the garbage player. Mm-hmm. It's that cat that's in there. He came in, said what's up to folk, you know, went over his little corner, stretched, started hitting little warm up shots. Quiet. People picking him up. He's still quiet. He going out there busting them. Yep, killing them. You know, because the thing is, people who really got it, they 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 know it. And there's a there's a you don't have to prove it. You don't have anything to prove because you know what you can do. You know who you are. And I think it I think it has a lot to do with identity. Honestly, I think it I think it boils down to um, knowing knowing exactly who you are, what you bring to the table, and knowing that you're going to flourish in that moment, regardless. Yeah. You know, like I think I think what we're seeing when people talk too much. We're seeing their insecurities bleed out. Mm. You know, we're we're seeing them almost overassert themselves to try to cover up what they are not confident in and what they know they don't really have. Right. And so, you know, more or less, man, I think the lesson in itself is just A, you better know if you got it or not before you walk in the room. Yeah. And regardless of whether you have it or not, man, just just be a learner. Like. You know, don't go in there too hot. Don't 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 come in too hot, bro. Like, chill. There's power in the ability to um, be open to learning. You know what I mean? Just mm. being in spaces where you being a professor, right? Like, if you're a professor at a college, you're in a setting where you have thirty to fifty students. Most professors are accomplished. They've worked hard to get to the journey of being a professor. They did plenty of years of school and they did all the research. But the best professors is one, are, are the ones that can listen to the students and take some information from that. Like you can't be so caught up in your ways of doing things one way. It's the, the NBA coach that have been coaching for 20 years that never adjusts. Yes, you're great. You're a great NBA coach. 
but you ain't never won a championship. Why haven't you won a championship? Because you you still want to play <laughs> the triangle offense. You still want to, you know what I'm saying? You still want to get the ball on the block. Like, no, bro, like they are shooting threes now. I don't know if you know. So you drafted <laughs> all of these 6'10", you know, forwards and centers that have no jumper. You're not going to mm-hmm. win. Like, it, it's just that mentality because you're so stuck in how things used to be and you never adjust. Mm-hmm. No matter how great your record is, you can't get to the top of where you're trying to get to because you're not opening to listening. I've been um, watching Winning Time. Have have you um, checked that out yet? Checked it out, man. I checked it out. It's pretty cool. It's it's man. It's it's a very good show. If y'all haven't, it's on um, HBO Max. I think yes, yes, yes HBO Max. It's basically uh, talking about the Showtime era era of the Los Angeles Lakers, right? And what's so dope about the show is, I mean, it's, there's there's some satire in there. You know, I'm sure it's not 100% accurate, but they're right. having fun with a lot of stuff. But one of the most powerful things on that, and spoiler alert if you haven't got to it, how far have you um, watched? Um, uh, I honestly watched the first episode. That's it. Okay. So this is a spoiler yeah. alert, but it's also a part of history. So you, you, you would know if you, you know, but there's right. a part in the show where Jerry West, Jerry West is... For those that don't know sports heavy, he is the logo, right? So I got on the jersey. Oh, this is Jerry West. Can y'all see that? Right. Yep. This is Jerry West, right? So he is the logo of the NBA. He played for the Lakers for, I don't know, uh, but he fell victim to the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics were the team that uh, of that time period that were winning all the championships in the 70s and 60s and, and all that. But Jerry went to the finals all of those times against the, the Celtics and he kept losing and he finally won one. But after all of that time of losing, losing had became his identity. He was so caught up in the trying to win that when he finally won, he really couldn't enjoy it. It didn't, he didn't know how to feel mm. because his whole life he had been losing. And wow. through all of that, you know, MVP, he's the logo of the NBA. Now he's coaching the Lakers. And he hit a pivotal point in his his life when he realized, like, yo, I'm not the guy to help this team win. I'm so caught up in my past of, like, losing and trying to show and prove everybody that I'm I'm great that he came to the realization that he is not the the guy to take this team to the promised land. And, And so, but through that, he realized, like, but I am good at picking players. And so that's kind of mm-hmm. like they don't say it, but it, that's how he becomes like you know Jerry West. For yep. those know now, he is like the brilliant GM, which he still does. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's the brilliant GM mind. Like he knows that I can't coach now, but I know how to get the players that to be in the right position. You know, I can pick the coaches to be in the right position. But you know, I say all that to say you have to recognize who you are, right? Like. Some people are going to be talkers. Some people are going to be observers. Some people are going to be learners. Some people are going to be thinkers. But you have to figure out who you are in the space of all of those things and, and like, learn to execute. If you're the observer, bro, observe, observe till you can't observe anymore. Like, learn everything. Write it down. And then, you know, you might have to get with someone else to help get those thoughts out. Like, you might not be the person yeah. that can articulate what you're trying to say. But I, I'm great enough observing all these people. So now you got to get with somebody that can get those thoughts out. The person that likes to talk yeah. all the time, you might need to get with the person that likes to observe 
and y'all can be a team. Y'all you know? collaborate. Y'all collaborate. Yeah. But you know, it's it's just all about you know figuring out your role and, and learning how to play your role to the best of your ability in in, in any situation. So, yeah, now that's the take home right there, bro. Play play your position, man. Yeah, play play your position. You know, and, and do it to the best of your ability. And you know, while you're playing that role, man, it's it's so funny, man. You know, you hear this lesson like you know we hear this a lot in churches growing up, like black churches, especially like you talk about the body and mm-hmm. everybody plays their part, and you know everybody. You, you know, some people are an arm, some people are a foot, some people are, you know, a collarbone or whatever, and be comfortable with who you are and play that role to the best of your ability and trust that the other people got it covered, you know? Mm. And the thing is, sometimes the hand wants to do what the leg wants to do, right. you know? And that's just natural. You see them blossoming in it. You see the shine that comes with it. They may get more attention than you get, whatever that looks like. You know, they may get more credit, more accolades. But at the end of the day, that's what their design is for. Like, they're meant to play that role, play that purpose. You are meant to do something completely different. Most people probably have an issue with what they're designed to be. And at the end of the day, there needs to be some, like, face-to-face conversation happening. There needs to be some mirror time, you know, where you are looking at yourself and you don't look down on what you're shaped to be, on what you're designed to be, but you see the positivity in it. You see, you know, the benefit that comes from being you, bro. It's only one you. Yeah. At the end of the day, literally, it is only one you. Yes, people can do the, some of the things that you do, but they cannot do it the way that you do it. Right. It's right. only one you. So stop trying to be someone else. Stop trying to outshine someone else's gift or their time or their whatever because that's for them enjoy embrace appreciate what's for you and then just be it just be it just be it. that's that's man that's 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 a message there for real um i wanted to get to the ask a black man before we for wrap uh but, but the question was are you a risk taker and if so what's the greatest risk you've ever taken Mm. Um, today I would say I'm less of a risk taker than I used to be, um, which probably has a lot more to do with, I have a lot more lives attached to my decisions. Mm-hmm. So I have to be more calculated than I used to be. But to answer the second part of that, like the, the biggest risk that I took, man, um, I've taken a lot of risks. I would say one of the most monumental ones that I can like recall in the moment is leaving the, the corporate job and going full-time music industry. Um, you know, coming out of college, had a pretty good paying job, you know, single man, mm-hmm. no kids, was, you know, living comfortable, living good, you know, definitely a music creator at the time. And honestly, walking away from it, me and Ace, you know, um, and you were shortly, shortly, shortly behind. Like, you know, we all kind of had that, yeah. those moments, man. But um, it was really like walking away from corporate America, stacking bread up for a few months. You know, honestly, I walked away with like 10K and just kind of had 10K in the bank. Like, all right, this is my safety net. No more work. We're going to pay rent out of this. We're going to pay for expenses, whatever else it is. But we're gonna grind this music thing out until these until we find some royalty checks or until we find some you know producer um, fees or something 
that's going to keep us rolling. And lo and behold, man, you know, kind of became uh, self-sustained, you know, definitely had some highs and lows, definitely had some moments where rent due tomorrow, you don't, you don't know where it's coming from, you know, and, and, but God, that's all we can say, but God came through, came through in the clutch every single time. But at the end of the day, um, you know, walking away from stability, risking it all, and chasing and pursuing your dream and, and being able to say like self-sustainable for years mm-hmm. and, and, and also gain some, some pretty decent success in the music industry uh, from a lower tier level, you know? So um, definitely a memorable thing. Do I still have that risk in me now? I probably do, you know, um, timing, I think, you know, just because of the fact that now I have a family, now I have a wife, I have kids, you know, you can't throw it all, you can't throw all your cards on the table anymore. You know, you have to be methodical, strategic and smart, um, but you can still be a risk taker in, in, in that, in that setting too. Yeah. Absolutely. What about yourself? Uh, I mean, very similar, bro. Like, I mean, you know, um, I definitely, I mean, I'm still a risk taker to this day. Like I, I take a lot of risk, but uh, my risks now are definitely way more calculated than what they were because, you know, married with kids, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, man, I've I've always been a risk taker. Like I'm I'm the type of person where I really believe in me, right? Like I believe mm. I believe in in me and my my ability to create. I know that I never have to worry about money. I've never had to worry about money. Even when um, rock bottom, I still didn't have to worry about money. And I think because I hit rock bottom before, and and came out of that that I know where the bottom is. And so mm-hmm. I, since I've been to that place, I know that like, Oh no, I'm, I don't worry about money. And, and it's, it's crazy, bro. Like I've been in situations where I can just make nothing out of, you know, something out of nothing. Like, and, and uh, because of that, I, I've have made a lot of risks. I, I'll say the biggest risk definitely was leaving corporate America. You know, I had a, a job where I was making, I think I was making like $35,000 a year plus commission, right? Yep. It was a sales job. And I actually did pretty good at that job. Um, I think I cleared probably at the time, maybe, maybe 50 something. Right. And, but and this was is before kids before marriage. Yeah, this yep, is like this was young. Just, yeah. This was young me, right. but also with young yep. me not knowing how to manage my money. So I may have got gotcha, you, got you. $50,000, but I didn't feel it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I wasn't, I was yeah. just spending, spending money and, and it wasn't like just spending money on, um, craziness, but it was just like having no awareness of money. Right. Cause like sure. when you say you saved up 10 K, I was like, damn, like I, I could have easily saved up 10 K, but I didn't. Yeah. So when I left my job, well, technically when I got fired from my job, let's be clear. <laughs> I was trying to get fired. That's another story. We may talk I got you. <laughs> we had to bring that one back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Patreon. Yeah, but when I got fired from my job, I never forget the day. It was the same day that Kanye West graduation came out because I got fired. I went to Target. Mm. I bought graduation. Right. And I remember that. Yeah. From that moment on, I was just like, I'm going full time with this. Like whatever I need to do, if I gotta sell beats to independent artists, whatever I gotta do, like, yo, I'm I'm going for it. And that was like 2007 and I went a full two years, bro. I went two years strong of like, just like trying to figure it out and some things, some good things happened. 
I didn't get any major placements, but like I really found my niche in like the indie circuit. So, bro, I was just selling beats to New York rappers who wanted beats like you know Southern sound. You know yeah. how it was in that that era, yeah. like, when the South was just like starting to really right. take off, and it was like, no man, I need a beat. Like I need a beat from somebody that's from down there. So you know, I, you know, selling my little two hundred and fifty, five hundred dollar beats here and there, and you know, yep. but just like making making money um to survive and just doing odd end jobs here and and just just whatever but that was like such a risk because it was the only time in my life until this day it's the only time in my life where i literally didn't know where money was going to come from where food was going to come from and mind you i had a support system i had y'all i had like family but it was just yeah. that man in me just like no nah, bro you got to figure this out and so I've had, I've t and I've told those stories of like, bro, thankfully I had a father who had his own business where like when times got really tough, I can go down there and make like a couple hundred dollars to go yeah. to my rent or something like that. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, it was just like those moments of like so much uncertainty, bro, of, of not knowing anything like <laughs> it was just that. But, but I enjoyed that because I had so, man, that's what I was about to say, man. so much it, fun. Like, it, those moments were like, it was so free, man. Yeah. Wow. It was so free. You know, um, it's interesting, man. Like the rat race in itself, bro, that thing feels like a, it, it can bind you, you yeah. know, because I think, I think what's happening, even though those moments feel uncomfortable, like, bro, you have no, no boundaries. You have no, no, nothing binding your gifts. Like mm -hmm. you just flourish, you know, and it's special, man. And, um, it definitely, uh, you know, I just, I encourage people who, it's not for everybody, you know, don't, don't get it twisted. Like everybody's not going to have that type of experience. You know, some people need structure. They need consistency. They need uh, something that they can grab onto that's tangible, that they know is going to be there next week and the week after and the week after. If that's who you are, you know, that's fine. That's for you. Um, and some people are just itching to get free, man. And, um, you know, you only live once, man. You got to try it. You got to, you got to, you got to, you know, at least say that you did it. I think at it's least important. say that you tried it. I think it's important that people definitely go for it. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and here's the, here's the thing, right? And, and shout out to Brian, because I, I was having a conversation with him um, some time back. And yeah, shout out to Brian. Yeah. He was talking, he was talking for to a million me. reasons. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of, but he was just talking about his brother and his brother just like, said he said his brother said something to him that he said to me that was like so profound he was like look bro we a different time he was like man i don't have to worry about money if i if i need to make some money i'll just go in uber i got a car i go in uber i go and live it was like if i need more money i'll just like go and stay at my girlfriend's house and um airbnb my crib and it was just like <laughs> but today's time the money is there and not saying the money wasn't there for us back mm -hmm. at that age but like they don't have anything to really hold them back so to speak it's like it's there for the taking like you just said bro i can go and use uber and make two hundred dollars a day and like that that might not be like a big number but like basically what he's saying is i can make the money that i need to survive yeah. my I, my spot i can go in airbnb and make money he the tools are there now with where money is on autopilot almost quick too. 
really had to try to find ways to figure out how to make a dollar. Like, and, and that's no knocking this generation now. But he, he said mm-hmm. that whole conversation was to say, like, bro, I have no choice but to go after what I want to do in my dreams because I have no excuse. For mm-hmm. us, we had it. We had somewhat of an excuse, like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, I gotta have something. That I gotta do this." Most of us are like generations of like first or second generation of going to college. Like we're one of mm-hmm. first or two levels to go. But he, his brother was like, "No, nah, man, like, why wouldn't I chase my dream? Yeah, I, I can everything pay for. It. I just go on Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats. Like there are all of these tools in place where I can just make." I don't have to go and work for anybody. I can just work for myself, so to speak, and do this and and, and still work on what I want to do. And my life doesn't really change versus us. We had to really figure it out in a different way. Like the risk was like, yo, I'm leaving my corporate job. I'm going out here trying to hustle and and like figure it out. And if I don't figure it out, I don't know what I'm going to do next. You know what I'm saying? It's just, so it's a different level of time. You know what I mean? But It was profound, bro. I was like, dang, like he's right, bro. Like, there's no excuse now. You can really open up your phone and like do a TikTok video every day and go viral and you can start making money. And while I know that like our age group, we're not trying to do that, but the reality mm-hmm. is you can't tell a kid to stop playing video games because they making money off of video games mm-hmm. now. Like, That's crazy. Video games and on um what's Twitch mm-hmm. making money. Like how can you tell how can you tell a thirteen year old to stop playing Call of Duty when he bringing in like, bring twenty dollars? What are you talking about, bro? Bringing in two thousand dollars a month in tips every month. We're like, what bro? It's a different it's a different world, Duty, man. Bro, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's a different yeah. world. It's a different world, man. So I say all that to say, like like you said, bro, like just go for it. Go for it and you know the rest will figure itself out because you always can go and get a job. You can always, you know, uh, do other things, but also now you got a family. You either, I mean, unless you got a wife who just like saying like, yo, honey, go for it. Go for it. YOLO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. YOLO did. But, but you know, my, my wife is supportive of my dreams to a certain extent. <laughs> These bills got to get paid. hundred <laughs> percent. 100%. Like, I you want you to do what you're going to do. Yeah, she's As long as what you do is going to do what we need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but but yeah. you know what, though? The older I get, I respect that. And I've also... 100%. What that... What her mindset has allowed my mindset to do is say no to a lot of things. Because I have... Mm. I have a, a blanket, so to speak. Like, mm. so... I don't have to make moves out of desperation because I have money. Bro, I'm going to pause you right there. That's a whole other episode. We're going to come back on. Okay. Learn that. Learning how to say no. Yeah, learn how to say no. We'll come back to that. Now, I don't, are we doing yeah. that on Patreon? Or, no, no. We're, that that's that. I feel like yeah. We're gonna keep that rolling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll keep All right, man. Look, well, we thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Like we did mention Patreon. If y'all want to be a part of our Patreon um, family, be our thinkers. Uh, make sure y'all hit the links in our bios. Go ahead and subscribe there. Um, we have a couple of tiers. You can select which one is better for you. But you'll get bonus content there. You get new episodes. You even get some old episodes of like the previous podcast that we started on uh, there. But um, we appreciate your support. Thank you to all of our thinkers uh, for showing your support and, and truly being a part of our community and helping us grow. So uh, with that, all that being said, we'll see y'all next week.
Black Men Think Podcast.